Hello. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Man. We're off to a harrowing start. I don't know if it, you know what? I've seen some harrowing starts. Yeah. This was less harrowing. Uh, well, less. <laughs> you're definitely more, uh, uh, you're always really calm about everything, but it, back was, in, more, it was definitely more like a not this again. Uh, <laughs> back in the saddle. Hey, friends. Morning, everybody. It's uh, just the two of us today. Shout out to our engineer in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you guys, you always know that. I think when the uh, <laughs> there's a slight delay. When there's a slight delay on the on the jingle. <laughs> <laughs> when the jingle takes a little bit too long to jangle. Yeah, when it when it's hanging out there, <laughs> and I'm panicking on the inside, but just <sighs> shutting up. <laughs> you know. It's so great to be with you, with you guys today, huh? I always talk about how much I love being in here with my fiance, mm-hmm. doing the news, mm-hmm. a reason to wake up early. And I, I, I really hope that we're a reason that you guys wake up early. Or maybe some of you are just already up and you're like, hey, I'll just see what's on next week. Oh, I think that, I think it's those guys again. I think that's probably not my good. Yeah. Yeah, like they're getting ready or they're already in the car or they're, you know. No one's setting an alarm for us? I don't think I don't think so, alarms are getting set. <laughs> you know, but they have the number to text us. They, they can tell us if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's I've true. been wrong before. It's true. It's not often, but you know, like. Mm, here we go. No? Okay. It's not often. Tech Squad, what's up? Good morning. Morning, Tech Squad. Uh, we have a, we have a, uh, a packed day of news. Yeah, we do. And it's not all the news that you've been uh, already hearing because you've already been hearing all that news. We definitely yeah. uh, have been bombarded with the January 6th latest facts, bombshells, and uh, hearsay and gossip. Let the right tell it. Oh, my word. Yeah. It's amazing what becomes hearsay and gossip. It is. It is just amazing. So we're not even going to really talk about that today. We know, you know, right? You know, we know, right? But what will we? And be I think about? you know how we feel <laughs> because we definitely like it's. I'm here for the entertainment value. Yeah, I'm absolutely here for any of the truths to come out. Yeah, I, I'm. That's my motto. Let's find those truths. But uh, if if we ain't getting no charges, charges. <laughs> indictment. I'm trying to I'm trying to see. Uh, really, I just want to make sure that these particular people can't continue to be in government. Yeah. And good luck with that. That's the most important part. We need to be able to uh, not just not vote for people. There needs to be rules in place. Yeah. Where you cannot do what has been done and then just continue to be a part of government as long as you didn't get an indictment. Yeah. So anyway, so what we are going to talk about today, mm-hmm. national stories, we got uh, Rep. Lauren Boebert calls separation church, the separation of church and state junk mm-hmm. and says that the church should direct government. I wonder what church she means. Mm-hmm. Um, the original 1955 warrant in Emmett Till's case has been found and uh, R. Kelly sentenced to 30 years on sexual abuse charges. Mm-hmm. In local news, Betsy Johnson calls City calls Portland City of Roaches <laughs> when referring to crime and houselessness in the city. And the pack backing people from Portland's efforts 
refunds donor money as ballot initiative fails. Oh, pity. Crumble. Hmm. And at 845, we have news editor from the Portland Mercury, Alex Zielinski, should be joining us to talk about city council's vote yesterday relating to the fair access and renting or fair ordinance. Mm-hmm. That. That part. That part, guys. Don't forget, we're always talking about some uh, landowners, <laughs> landlords. Lord, lords of the land. Landlords and ladies. Mm-hmm. And man, did they do a mollywop. So I can't wait to yeah. talk to uh, Alex Zelensky about that. Real talk. Real talk. Can you hear me? Yeah. I can't hear me. Uh, you can't hear you? Listen, you everything's broken. I don't know what's going on. I can't turn me up in my headphones. <laughs> you need more trouble. I need uh, something. <laughs> dylon, dylon, dylon. Also, we ain't get no text messages yet, so it's broken. Oh, know. we just got one. See? Uh, look, at look at that. Boom. I fixed I be it. talking too much. And this is News of My Fiance. If anyone just joined us, Morgan Jones and DJ Ambush, be a part of the show. Join the tech squad. Fam. Oh, join the text fam. You can text us at 971-220-5979. That's 971-220-5979. What happened? Good morning, Malcolm. Number one. Hey. Ambush, you're not ready for this text message. You, I see you don't have yours up have because up you yet. are far less prepared than I am. Wow. But... <laughs> Wow. Are you ready? Yeah. Good no. morning, Morgan and Ambush. Always put my name first. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm normally at work when I catch the show. I'm on a staycation this week and did set an alarm for news with my fiance, oh, so I wouldn't sleep through it. Oh, Malcolm gets a t-shirt. We don't have t-shirt. Oh. As soon as we get t-shirts. Malcolm gets a t-shirt as soon as we get t-shirts. First shirt. Crystal first. gets the second shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Good morning, Crystal. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Man. That is, that, I don't even know what to say. Uh, I don't want to call you a liar, Malcolm. I think you're <laughs> probably being very truthful in this moment. We believe you, Malcolm. Um, You've never given this reason not to Shout out you. to a staycation. I want one of those right now. Yo, I want to. totes use. I would, I could use a staycation. I could use a vacation. I could use a vacation. All of the cations. Give me all, <laughs> cationed up. We're, we are, we're on a kid-cation. We are on a kid-cation. Right now. Is that a thing? Yeah. Did we just coin it? I think if you Google it, it may not exist. I'm going to do it. All right. We're, We're on a kid-cation right now. Our uh, children love, love, love to stay with Morgan's sister and her husband. Um, like so much. Like so, so much. Sometimes it's sort of like, do you like it at home? Like, you don't have to be so excited. Yeah. Uh, actually, whatever you don't like about being at home, it's your fault. <laughs> No one told you to get out to keep the rooms looking like this. Oh, my word. It's true. I keep trying to tell Ambush, listen, you were not good at keeping your room clean, I'm sure, at 15 and 16. I was awful, and I did a lot of throw the things in the closet. Uh-huh. And no, Dad, you may not look in my closet. Please don't look in the closet. Please don't look in the closet. Off limits. I did the thing you asked me to do. The, the floor is clear. Yeah, you can walk in. I didn't have an underneath the bed, though, so that's why everything had to go in the closet. Um, or it would have been under there. Would you be, my would you be fears. surprised to know that my room was actually clean around that age? Yeah, I actually would be very surprised. Uh, well, actually, I take it back. I feel like <laughs> I feel like your dad wouldn't let you not have a clean room. I take, yeah. it, I take it all back. <laughs> but it wouldn't have been your instinct, I think. It was part it was part of 
my my dad like my mom would just be like listen i'm not Close that i'm door, tired of talking get it out to of my face. but definitely my father you know he, he, listen saturday mornings depending on where we were in the month or the, or the time of the year season. season if we're doing yard work if we're doing work on another property you're up seven o'clock six thirty and my father can't come into the room and not be able to come into the room because the added pressure of having to be downstairs in 15 minutes <laughs> on top of what did I just walk into? What is this? Why does Yikes. this room look this way? Yeah. You need that. On top? Nah, I don't want that. No, nah, no. Nah. So it was that. Get that man a portal. And then, <laughs> then also, <laughs> right. <laughs> just get it up. Book your head to the portal. <laughs> so that plus, um, you know, him being a small business owner and his sense of organization, like in the retail space, at the pharmacy, I duplicated that at home. So it was like, this goes here, boom, 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 line this up. That, that, that like, it was just like I'm a little. I'm gonna talk to your dad and figure out what what the tricks are because <laughs> I can't get you to put anything back where it goes. Not a thing. Also, a kidcation does exist, yeah. but it is not what we are on. Oh, is it's when you, when you uh, send the kids. It says where all activities are centered around your children. No, we no. had a great kidcation. Why would you do that? No. That is not friends. Uh-uh. That's like, you know what it's called the, when all activities are centered around your children? A hard pass. Parenting. Oh, dang it! <laughs> I should have been quiet. <laughs> it's called parenting. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we're not gonna like, ah, go guess away. We're on a parentcation. I don't yeah. know. We don't have children right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely not acting like adults without children, though. It's just been all work all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You ready to get into this news? Because I feel like we're gonna run out of time i mean you had a good segue talking about someone who isn't acting like an adult mm. uh representative republican representative lauren bobert says the separation of church and state is junk <laughs> and government should be directed by the church Mm-mm-mm. again it's which one it's just so nonsensical colorado representative lauren Berbert, bobert is going all in on the religious vote just days ahead of her state's primary election on sunday bobert said to a church crowd in colorado springs quote the church is supposed to direct the government the government is not supposed to direct the church Mm. she continued i'm tired of this separation of church and state junk this is not in the constitution it was in a stinking letter and it means nothing like what they say it does <laughs> Bobert is referring to a letter set from Tom, sent from Thomas Jefferson to the Danbury Baptist Association in 1802, in which he wrote that the First Amendment built, <clears throat> quote, a wall of separation between church and state. Bobert went on to win Colorado's third congressional district primaries on Tuesday. Mm. Bobert's conservative bona fides include objecting against the certification of the 2020 general election in the lead up to the January 6th riots. Hmm. I'm never sure what to do with that. Is it bona fides? Is it bona fides? Is it uh, however you just said it? I, I think it's bona fides. I prefer to say bona fides. Well, I'm American. Listen, you keep your fancy pronunciations <clears throat> and you get rid of that wall between church and state. <laughs> it's junk. It's just, it's junk. It's a letter, like it's, no, 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 no. It's a stinking letter, fam. I there are so many things. 
but she's she just got rehired. <laughs> like, right. She's been out here doing the most and nothing at all to legislate. Like, and and I believe that that is her job. Right. That is her job. That is uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's job. I'm, like, I'm sorry, I just happened? got caught off guard by a text from Crystal. <laughs> Oh, good morning. Okay, so now you're prepared. I'm sorry. My window went away. You said, I feel like I need a kidcation from America. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's okay with a zinger. (sighs) Exactly. Crystal, she said they they complain about Sharia law, but they want it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Which one is it? Only their, their version. Yeah. And like I said, what what church? Which church is going to lead the government? Yeah, because that's another fight, Wasn't right? Wasn't there supposed to be like a, this um, this project, this country, supposed to be based on religious freedom? And uh, yeah. From, you know, yeah. the crown or yeah. something it, like no, that? No, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. That's exactly it. This is what happens when you, um, when you take all the, the history out of the history books. <laughs> And then talk about and like, add in the bathrooms mystery. or something. <laughs> Take out the history and add in the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. Like, Wait a minute. Rudo, good morning. Squad. What does squad this mean? is in the building. Said I'm being x rayed in this morning. Oh, aha. <laughs> Stapled spine. Ugh. Okay. Oh, is- no, no. That's the name of his magazine. Oh, Lord. I was about to be like. <laughs> I'm hey, so happy hey, you hey. knew that. I got so worried for you, Rudo. Rudo, I don't know. If you have, I don't know if you have a new issue out, but I am hitting my shop today. It is Thursday. It is Thursday. It is the the day you don't want to go, but the day that you go. Today, yeah, and it's, it's my fall day. I usually try to go on Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did get issues ten, eleven, and twelve. Ooh, <laughs> so I'm on the hunt for the other ones, and I don't want any help, Rudo. No, he I loves like, the hunt. I like to do the treasure hunt for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many things about this that we just find ourselves repeating. Ourselves. I find myself yeah. repeating myself over and over again. They're saying the quiet part out loud. This doesn't make sense. Blah 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 blah. blah. Especially that last part. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, use that, that a lot. All the time. Oh, guys, all the time in the car. I'm just like blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you just said it. Like she got back in. Yeah, these are the moments yeah. where I'm just like, remember? I think it was last week. I was like. uh I used to think that, like, if if you explained things or you know highlighted what yeah. was going on, it's mm-hmm. just like a matter of people not knowing less than them knowing and it not caring. Yeah. Or, but that apathy is real, real thick. I'm curious as to who her opponent was. One, two, good for you, Colorado. You <laughs> got what you wanted. So now we get to just you understand if you're putting on. This 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 jacket of foolishness. Uh, if you're dressing like a court jester, uh, that's how we get to look at you. Because this is absolute nonsense. And this is what you want from a representative. This is the representative you actually are choosing. Cool. Cool. None of you get to say, well, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is who you guys have choose to rep- chose to represent you. So to. <laughs> yes. She won the Republican primary. What we are learning is this isn't, and I think we've tried to discuss this, but I've tried to also make it clear that I, w- I too was late to the, uh, oh no, 
we need to call this what it is. The idea that there are Trump Republicans and then like regular Republicans is humongously false to me. And I'm going to give you two words that explain how that is not a thing. Give it to me. Tea Party. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. If y'all don't think that Lauren Boebert would have been a part of the Tea Party asking for Obama's birth certificate. Yeah, be for real. Be serious. And I that that whole door opening right there. This isn't just Trump. This isn't just racism or fascism or, you know, this is all of it together. <laughs> right. And they had a representative in Trump that was perfect for them. Right. Uh, but they've got plenty lined up. Ron DeSantis is like, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the one. <laughs> Y'all need help? I'll do it. <sighs> so like, Y'all need help. I just, this is what the Republican Party is. This is what it means to be a conservative right now. If you align, okay. I would uh, text me. <laughs> right. Let's talk. Let's chat. Because it's confusing. But I'm not going to spend any time, uh, you know, calling out her hypocrisies or her, you know, nah, what nah. I'm just going to continue to say is she is not doing a job for people. She is an operative. And as long as you guys want an operative, you're going to get an operative. Right. You know, congratulations. Uh, congratulations. You played yourself. Right. But hopefully she doesn't win. You know, hopefully winning the primary is winning the primary. And it stays there. The buck stops there. I mean, we got. It'd be actually, nice. I guess. It'd be nice. Out, she out here calling herself a rhino hunter. I want out. What? I want out. How did I miss that? Rhino hunter. Yeah, because uh, you know you got to get rid of those Republicans in name only. So she's a rhino hunter. This is the problem. They have spent, and well, we can move forward. But they have spent, <laughs> like right now election denial like the you know uh joe byron being the president it is such a uh that's what people are running on around the country is like get rid of the voting machines <laughs> we need to hand count ballots we need to go back to when uh you know we could keep an eye on all of these things because the election was stolen. That is a that's a running issue right. and not right. uh you know an Alex Jones conspiracy theory. I uh, and people are winning. So like Doomsday? I, I got to <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you it just grinds my gears. I am really confused. I'm not really confused. I'm reminded about the confusing uh tales that they spin, the web of lies the layers of fantasy that had to exist in order for them to just get dressed, to go outside and MAGA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the election was rigged. Your guy was president. Bruh. The election was rigged under your guy. But if he were to win, like he said, then it's a fair one. Make it make sense. But well, but also it's not fair. Like when he won, he was like, "Hey, there was you got to investigate. There There's was more some for tricky me to business. Get. You don't even know how to win. <laughs> you don't even know how to win. There was more out there. There's more winning for me to do. Let's go find it." <clears throat> I think really that that whole thing is just to set the stage for where we're at now. Oh, that yeah. that 
I won, but it was still questionable and it should have been way more. And they would have got us. Right. If we hadn't have been paying attention, right. you know. And then, oh no, we quit paying attention, I guess, in 2020, and they, and we got it stole from us. I mean, what, what happens <clears throat> when the party, your opposition party wins? All the claims you've made about rigged elections, do they not get to dip in that same water? Do they not get to run? The, you know what, Republicans, you were right. <laughs> Look at this. Rampant. Look at this rigged election. We lost. We got. We got to. We got to open investigation. Well, lol. The Dems are never going to do that because that would be like uncouth. So, we we the Republicans actually stole an election in my lifetime, and the Democrats were like, "I guess y'all can have it." Right. <laughs> we don't really pay attention. This is crazy. Florida. That's wild. crazy. I, we didn't think y'all was going to do that. We, that's wild. That's wild. That's wild. We're going to have to have a think tank about it. Y'all did that. That's wild. No. Thanks for nothing, George <sighs> W. Dubs. Dubs. So I have a quick one. Uh-huh. Can I do the quick one? Oh, certainly. And I, I don't mean to No, 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 no. no. You're like not it. minimizing it. I'm not no. minimizing. At all. But it's not a long story. It's that's not a what long I mean story. By and a quick it's a uh, history. An original it should have been handled. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No. Go ahead. Just stepping all over my <laughs> An original 1955 unserved arrest warrant in Emmett Till's case has been found. In an incredible instance of archival unearthing, an unserved warrant was found for the arrest of the white woman who kidnapped Emmett Till, who helped kidnap mm -hmm. Emmett Till. Uh, the arrest names Mrs. Roy Bryant, because patriarchy, a.k.a. Carolyn Bryant Dunham. And relatives of Till say that 67 years later, authorities should seek to arrest the woman. The team searching for the warrant had to dig through boxes in the basement of the LaFleur County Courthouse in Mississippi. Till's cousin, Deborah Watts, and her daughter, Terry Watts, found the warrant and are demanding that the authorities serve the warrant. In 1955, Dunham accused 14-year-old Emmett Till of improper advances at a family store in Money, Mississippi. Records point to Dunham as being the likely informant who pointed Till out to the two men who carried out his horrific murder one of the most shocking lynchings in American history. Her arrest warrant was widely publicized, as was the response of the LaFleur County Sheriff, who said he wouldn't, quote, bother Dunham since she was a mother of two. Imagine. Dunham lives in North Carolina and is in her 80s. She has not yet released a public comment. The LaFleur County DA and Sheriff seem uneager to pursue the case, saying that in previous investigations, no warrant had ever been mentioned. That said... Legal experts claim that a warrant combined with new evidence could be an important step in initiating new prosecution. So a warrant combined with new evidence. There was existing precedence to have a warrant. Why do we need new evidence in order for something to be? The warrant exists. Execute the, the existing warrants. Warrant. Like, what are we talking about here? I feel like if this was a different situation... Oh, what you mean, like a black person? <laughs> no, 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 talk to me about it, Morgan Jones. You say different situation, like, you know, you dancing on the dandelions. What do you mean? Ooh. You like that one? I, dancing on the dandelions? I do. I like, I like all of this energy this right brand now. New. You saying if it was a Feeling black really person, that warrant would have been served immediately, expeditiously. Yes, and I'm saying that had they had not... <laughs> Had they had not, uh, you know, if, if they had, quote, lost the warrant 
and they found it 67 years later. Yeah. I don't think we'd be chatting about... She could be a grandmother of eight. The story would be grandmother of eight. <laughs> Out of here. In North Carolina, raided for yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Arrested, charged, in handcuffs. We'd have a perp walk. You know, all the all things. All of it. All of it. But didn't... I'm Like, I... I remember, and you know, mm-hmm. correct me. Didn't she like confess? Confess? Yeah. Because I feel like that's new evidence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm she, pretty sure she was like, "Oh man, back in my day." <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I, I want to be clear. I don't. When I heard about the confession, I thought either she was on her deathbed or she was. It was shortly before she passed. Right. Because that's what you know. This like, happens oh, in all the this movies. This is what happens. I'm on my way. I got and we were, I, I remember hearing about the confession. This had to be at least five years ago, maybe even l- longer than that, because um, COVID th- throws everything. Off. Yeah, I, know, I have no uh, no idea yeah. of time at this point. <clears throat> but imagine the amount of comfort that you have to have in your life to be like, oh yeah, that was all these movies you guys are making about this kid. That totes was me. Yo, that that was me over here. Give, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I did that. If I didn't do that, there'd be no movie. Totes I, me. I think it totes it, me. And then you expected no consequence. You couldn't have expected consequence. Oh yeah, Emma Till. Come on. I, I just I have such a hard time understanding any sort of savagery. That's that, actual that. that's actual genetic savagery. That's savagery. Like that's that's something that I, I will never understand. I will never understand why you would feel the need <clears throat> for someone that is different from you, whether it's race, sex, gender, to have that much hatred is deep seated. Like, I, I will never understand that, ever. And here you are in your later years. You're rallying the troops again. <laughs> I want to go back to the good old days. Remember that time I uh, accused that little black boy and he got viciously murdered? Man, I don't talk about that enough. Wow. Yeah, that was me. I, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Bruh. I, I. Mm-mm. I can't do it. I can't do it. I am before. What I do appreciate is uh, the family still, uh, you know, looking for evidence, looking for answers, mm-hmm. keeping keep. I I continue to say like um, I think um, Emmett Till was just a couple years older than my dad, and I keep mm. trying to put that out in the world because black and white photos got us all messed up yeah, right it yep. makes you it makes you think it's so far yeah, away 200 years ago or something. 200 years ago um and that's on purpose yeah and it it definitely feels very distant the way it's taught is that it's distant hit- history the way that you know we talk about decades um you know when you're in middle school or high school it is hard for that age bracket to really see beyond the things that matter to them in that moment. And as adults, we know that as when I was a kid, my like that was what adults would say about people my age. So 
we haven't spent any time trying to figure out how to get people to care more at a younger age because instead we just kind of teach it to the you know like it's so far away you have nothing to worry about now that's not the kind of life that's out here that's not what the you know we don't stand for that kind of thing anymore is the way that it's taught right and yeah you do (laughs) yeah You, you have never stopped and even in this story of uh you know calling that one of the most shocking lynchings in america it's one of the most shocking certainly but it's also one of the most uh it was widely reported yeah there are so many other cases that look just like that that no one ever talked about that never made the news that you know a person didn't have a the mother that mamie till was yeah you know so i just need to remind folks that this that's one instance but that's one of thousands. Yeah. And this, the, like you said, the savagery it takes to lynch someone, this, the savagery it takes to your um, immediate thought and feelings when you hear that a, a child whistled at a white woman is murder, is, you know, incredible violence. Right. There's, that's, <laughs> Prove to me you're human. Yeah, like yeah, that's the real evil. I remember when we started watching American Horror Story. However many years that show came out, and that was like the running theme: is that all the evil are humans, all the monsters are are men. You know, like it's not all the monsters are human, and that yeah. is a key takeaway for me in life. Period. That. We pretend like the scariest stuff is like supernatural or mm-hmm. the aliens coming tentacles. to get us. Yeah, yeah, something with tentacles. But no. like, as we live and breathe, there are humans, you know, that are supposed to be on our same team, I guess, once the aliens do come. Like, that will just uh, tie you to the back of a car, throw you in the river. Yeah, we're watching Walking Dead. <laughs> Bruh. Humans are wild. We got a couple of texts. We do. Crystal sent us a photo of Clancy available for adoption as are a million other kittens do match made in heaven rescue. I don't know what's going on. The photo couldn't pop wouldn't pop up properly. So we can't see know. Clancy, but we believe uh that's one cute kitten. I just love the name Clancy for a cat. It's it's pretty cute. Like, come on. What? Thank you, Rudo, for the update. Lucky number 13 is there. Oh. Mm, gonna grab that when they get out there. <laughs> Ambush thinking he's in Jumanji hunting rhinos. Rhinos. I mean, so what was it? What, what, what was it for? Was it Democrats in, in name only? What was what, is, what was the other term? I mean, I guess that's a dino. Uh, but I feel like it wasn't that, right? No, I think it is, because I remember hearing Nina Turner say it. She said and I was like, oh, let's not do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nina, no. Nina, no. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> so said, nagging sounds so tiring. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Deuce says, how could Joe Biden win? I didn't see a single yard sign. There were Trump <laughs> signs everywhere. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We're not hype freaks. We just uh, voted. <laughs> Bruh, that oh is that gosh. is such a uh, that's so real. Yeah, like the amount of of the the amount of people that voted for Trump that I've heard say 
it just couldn't be true. There were no Joe right. Biden signs. Right. It's like, man, you're you're a big adult though. Like you're you're, yeah. you're you're in your big age. You're out here saying things like that. Mm-mm. Where, where did you want to see them? Which one of your neighbors? In your all Trump neighborhood, where were you going to see these signs? Right. Where was it? Foolish, foolish mortal. Foolish. Oh, here we go. Something's wrong with our text machine. I'm just going to say it again out loud. There's <laughs> like we're getting attachments that won't open. If we don't read your text, it's not because we didn't mean to. It's because we are not able to see it. And if only Nebraska were here, you know? <laughs> uh, this is not a slight to ambush in any way. But, you know, when you don't do this part every regular. day, it's yeah. like, you, what troubleshooting skills could you really you, employ yeah. in this moment? No, it's true. It's true. Okay, so we have Alex coming at 845, which means I am being a hawk about the time I found right Clancy. now. Oh, look at Clancy. That's a cute little, that's a cute little baby right Is that there. A bell under there. No. Oh. Oh. Well, oh, that's okay. a stunning. Okay, we got. Mo oh, there's multiple cats in the Clancy and friends. It's Clancy and friends. Wow. Wow. Thanks, Crystal. You know, you know, Morgan is allergic to cats, but she's not allergic to cat photos. I'm not. So you keep those cute ones coming on. Yes. And we and, get... and just a reminder. Yeah. That uh, again. Match made in heaven. Yeah. Rescue. Yeah. Yeah. Take a peek into that. Yeah. Come on, man. You know that Kaylin, one of our children. Oh, my goodness. Uh, has, in her mind, adopted one of the stray cats in our neighborhood. And I see this cat multiple times a day. It's, uh, you know. <laughs> what does she name just the cat? Like out there. Well, she hasn't named it yet. She, oh. Kaylin names everything. Yeah. And she was like, still no. haven't given it a name. And Got I was like, well, I'm going to call it Tuxedo. Guys. When she says Kaylin names everything, we're talking about vases, oh, kettles, man. our microwave, microwaves, uh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, does it come into the house? It needs a name. Is it going out? Is it about to be trash? She certainly has to name she, it on the way out. Well, no, she's already named it, bonded with it. And oh, it's yeah. like, actually, you can't let Tom go away yeah. because how won't so-and-so be mad that we don't have that mug anymore? What are you Madam, the head, the kettle we got rid of was Helen, and I didn't know it was Helen until shortly before we talked about getting rid of it. Um, oh, you can't get rid of Helen. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you barely even clean Helen. Yeah. So listen. Yeah. Helen got to go. <laughs> it is a thing in our household. It's very strange. <sighs> My goodness. All right, you're you're right. We have limited time. Limited time. I was All trying right. to keep us on track, and yes. you were like, "Let's not do that." Well, Clancy came through. It's true. Plants. You did you did the troubleshooting. I did, let me let me give you your flowers right. while you're here. Right. You know, and a soft reggae horn. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> so where do we want to go? Do we want to do uh, the national? Jump into a lokes. What you want to do? I say let's get this uh, Betsy Johnson going. <laughs> huh? Yeah, let's do it. Ah. <sighs> Candidate for Governor Betsy Johnson really leans into the Oregon versus Portland rhetoric, calling Portland city of roaches when referring to crime and houselessness in the city. Betsy Johnson, an independent candidate for Oregon governor, has developed a hilarious and clever new name for the city. <laughs> in a comment made to New York Times reporter Johnson quipped, you can see the deterioration of the beautiful city of roses. Now, the city of roaches. What did she think she was on Letterman? 
She really, she, I got, I got one for you guys. Listen. <sighs> Johnson's campaign has doubled down on the comment, saying that it's resonated with many people. We've <laughs> <laughs> seen this before. During her campaign, she has pointed to house, ho- homelessness as the greatest failure of Oregon leadership. Johnson has pushed the use of police in getting those experiencing houselessness into shelters, addiction services, and mental health services. Advocates for those experiencing houselessness have criticized Johnson's comments for being callous and dehumanizing. Mayor Ted Wheeler, who has been attempting to attract interest in Portland's downtown, also pushed back on the characterization, saying, quote, We need a governor who will partner with us to help find solutions and fight for Portland, not disparage and write us off. <laughs> okay, so is airing out the most populous city in the state that you're trying to govern? Mm to the New York Times a winning strategy? Is that what is that what politics is politicking now? <sighs> or are we just from a, a different generation where it's like um you're not gonna aren't we supposed to be a united front, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. You over yeah, there talking to, to the New York Times, um disparaging the city in which you want people to vote for right. you to uh govern this state. Right. This whole like Oregon versus Portland rhetoric is um ridiculous. And I know that it happens in other places. It's not yeah. just here. But Betsy Johnson has been a part of government for a while. Yep. Yep. Which means to me she should know why things are the way they are right now. And this like I think it's incredibly irresponsible. And I understand that it's like politics and I'm putting that in big old air quotes but right. like I believe it's irresponsible for anybody to talk about any of the crises that this particular city state and then country are going through in a way of ignorance there's it is for you to say you can see the deterioration but not say what happened to right. not say why to act as if everything like we didn't just go through one um incredibly trying time yeah that the government dropped the ball on and not only did they drop the ball they actually chose capitalism yeah. on purpose yeah. they chose it they said we actually don't care if you die we don't care about your kids we don't care any- about any of that stuff either go back to work <laughs> or suffer or suffer And so to act like we don't know what happened, we don't know why there are more houseless people today than there were three years ago, to pretend as if we aren't living in this time where companies are actually taking back what they, the profits they didn't make in blood right now, Mm. and then calling it inflation. (laughs) And instead of people doing who have the power to do something about it and those people i'm talking about that are in government they're throwing us thoughts and prayers like seeing joe byron text out uh man this sucks about roe v wade there somebody should do something bro whole president and i understand sorry for yelling in y'all ear i understand it's not like he can just be like and uh reverse you know skip from Uno. Right. I understand that. But the last thing I need from the most powerful person supposedly in the, the world, world, the last thing I need is for you to give me a Walmart tweet. 
That's the like you have action and continuously the Republicans show us what they do when they have the action and they show us what they do when they don't have the power. They take it. Yeah. yeah. So like I'm sick of the excuse. I'm sick of the thoughts and prayers, fam. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's all it continues to be. And back to Betsy. What you're not going to do is get a vote out of me when you out here talking bad about all of us like, and pretending you, like you don't know like, who are you what happened here. Who are you trying to impress? Oh, a million others. She's trying to impress all of the people that are do not live in Portland. Right. Right. I mean, she's. Go- I understand the strategy here is to appeal to the rest of the state. But again, I say, <laughs> if you don't win Portland, you don't win. So I don't know. Maybe uh, those uh, high-level donors want to start uh, rethinking what they did. Yeah, what what what, <laughs> because... what is your response to Portlanders for real? Because this is legit. Like watching you get a chance to sit at the cool table, and now I'm going to go talk trash. Yeah. Like what is what's wrong? What is you've wrong been bullied, you? and now you're like, well, I'm going to bully. Right. And your campaign doubled down. Oh well, my god! Is, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tent City Tina. She definitely called her that. Are Betsy you Johnson called Tina Kotek Tent City Tina. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Which is, hey, remember uh, George Wallace and how he mm. basically was able to do the if someone calls you a racist, tell them they're a racist for calling you a racist. Right. That's exactly what that is. Betsy Johnson's policies, <laughs> her ideas, what she believes in, what she would fight for and has previously fought for. One of the major reasons that we're in this today. Right. This bootstrap mentality, rugged individualism. I'm a, you know, free thinking libertarian. All of that gets us to a place where you don't care about your fellow man, your fellow woman. You don't care yep. about the people, the humans living near you. <laughs> You don't know your neighbors. You're not about to. And you look at people who are uh, uh, homeless, having any sort of uh, addiction issue, any sort of mental health issue, as flatly uh, a moral failure. Yeah. When in reality, I would love to hear more about how your mental health would be doing if you were uprooted from your home and had to start living outside or in your vehicle and continue to go to work With the children. amount of houseless working people is too damn high yeah. yeah and again it's irresponsible for anybody who is running for elected positions uh and one that is you know such a big responsibility here <laughs> It's irresponsible to not talk about the reasons why we're in these and then how you will fix it. Right. Right. What, what would you have done different since, right. you know, Kate was doing all of the crazy stuff and, and making people stay at home and ruining all the small businesses? What would you have done in that instance? Tell me more about not shutting down. And and again, this is what happens when you are appealing to the state and not, or, or you know, outside of the most populous city. Because, yeah, rules could be different for right. people who are living in different places. But that's not what's going to happen. 
it'll be a full, you know, applied, whatever's supposed to happen in uh, Pendleton is going to now happen across the state. And let me tell you this about that. <laughs> Way too many people here for this whole, I'm just not going to do what the government told me to do. Right. And also, we all, we, ju we just know what that leads to is more police, more violence. Not answers. Not really. Not answers, not solutions. Um it's it's so funny we got to do something about the mental health crisis what do you think <laughs> increasing police presence Ooh. does to people Ooh. people without resources people already you know pulling whatever in means to get, yeah in, in crisis, crisis you're in crisis <laughs> and you pull and and you you know increase the amount of escalators <laughs> <laughs> bring the escalator patrol in ramp things up yeah i think what that's one of the things that really uh what is it grinds my gears yeah what what folks keep saying is we need to do we need to uh pay more attention we need to care more about it that those particular people are just saying words they are not going to invest you know what i mean they're not yeah. going to make sure that these that we like th these are people that fought against medicare for all how could we make sure that everybody has access to the mental health services that they need to the addiction services that they need mm -hmm. to the medical care that they need how do we make sure that those people have access to that oh that's right they must have a full-time job and then get benefits that are <laughs> you know what i mean like get out of here they don't mean it they no. absolutely do not mean it. If the, if you are listening to a politician tell you anything about mental health, who is not also saying we need Medicare for all, we need universal health care, we need to make sure that everybody has access immediately, then they are an unserious person. <laughs> they are lying yes. to you yes. and they are going to do the exact opposite of what they are saying right now. Shout out to everyone that is out there actually um, doing the work. Yes. No matter what the, their their passion is, whether it's houselessness, whether it's education, shout out to those doing the work. And for those of us that want to support them, um, do everything you can to actually support those that are doing the work. Do not have your time wasted by people that just want to pretend as if they care. Here's a key way to recognize someone who really doesn't give anything about what they're discussing and they just want attention they're they use phrases like well what people really don't want to talk about <laughs> or how come no one's talking about or when are we going to start addressing these I'm just are asking questions i'm just asking questions these are people that are so far from the actual work that they think they came up with something new. <laughs> that they just discovered something. Well, how comes no one's doing anything about no one like who? Because there are full organizations, several organizations that aren't properly funded. That are several that are that have been doing yeah, that have been doing yep. the work from the from the mud from the mud. Right. Getting it from the mud. That and there are also initiatives. There are things that we have voted for. There are things that are uh, that should have been put in place already. Right. That have been stalled, that have been underfunded, purposely so, so that they can say these 
crazy far left ideas don't work. Right. And they are uh, create anarchy and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, when you starve it. How's it going to work? When you do not fund it, when you want to take all of the money from one thing to give it to more police. Right. What do you think will happen? Right. We got a text that says this is yeah. a different race. In a three-way race, Betsy might only need 25 to 30% of Portland. This could get interesting. A, a hard agree. Man. Absolutely true. Troubling. However, I don't think that she would get that far in Portland. And, you know, I again, I always I've been wrong before. Yeah. But especially with this kind of uh strategy, the strategy of Oregon versus Portland. I don't think you get 25%. Even for however many people that are like, this isn't the Portland that I used to know. Mm -hmm. I want better for my city. Mm -hmm. And speaking of, do I have time to run right into this? Oh, yeah. Because the the PAC, (laughs) backing people for Portland's efforts to keep foes unhoused, uh, refunds donors money. Over $367,000 were given back to donors by the Political Action Committee Everyone Deserves Safe Shelter on June 20th. The PAC was formed this spring to support a ballot measure that would have reallocated most of the metro tax revenue from the supportive housing to emergency shelters. 86000 of the total 454000 uh, donated to the PAC was already spent. The refunds were made public on an online database on Wednesday. People for Portland, the group that was to produce the aforementioned aforementioned ballot initiative i'm sorry i can't read today uh failed to write a draft that could be put on ballots legally their proposed initiative would have rerouted as much as 75 percent of the housing dollars to emergency shelters people from portland people for portland and everyone deserves safe shelter have appealed to portlanders frustration with trash buildup and homelessness their message struck a chord with some of the city's wealthiest real estate developers including jordan schnitzer the group's initiatives was shot down twice by Metro attorneys and a judge upheld the decision in May after another appeal. Good. Had to get the bread back, huh? I have so many things to say. This. One of them is we have talked about, you know, the the person who now works for People for Portland, who was lobbying for this actual Metro tax to go to supportive housing who switched their position in order to, I don't know, have a job or make more money. Right. Or, mm-hmm. um, maybe, maybe they All did. The above. Maybe they did decide that people don't deserve uh, permanent housing and that, you know, a warehouse is better. Maybe that's what happened. But the fact that that's, that's what we're dealing with. And right. the, uh, the, the strategy that I was terrified would absolutely work. The, those super vague, uh, billboards. billboards that are just like, aren't you tired of the trash? <laughs> Remember when your friends were jealous that you lived in Portland? Oh, gosh. Don't you wish everybody had safe shelter? It's it's always in the wording, mm-hmm. right? Always in the wording. Even that, even the don't you wish everyone had safe shelter? It, it There's an implication that people are choosing this. There's an implication right. and a continued implication that happens where you have a conversation about houselessness and and how it happens, and people will be like, well, I mean, if you just get a second job, McDonald's is always hiring. Right. <laughs> this is not 
uh, or they hit you with the, you know, some people just don't want to don't want to participate in society. They don't want to be part of the solution. They don't want to uh, listen. People don't want to participate in society. Are you is is that really what you think has created people to be living outside? Right. Society has batted them around. Just like done their just yeah. Come on. Just a cat with a with a ball of string. Right. Right. And it's a personal, it's an individual, it's a it's a choice, it's a failure, it's whatever it is, it's somebody else's fault. It couldn't be systemic. All of these ills are systemic. <laughs> they are on purpose. And so again, if somebody is out here telling you that people want to sleep outside and they don't want to live, you know, I they they want to be out there doing heroin. Right. And we're in a city where they made it legal. You can just do all the heroin in front of a cop right now and you won't get arrested. Where are the billboards? Uh, don't you wish developers are properly regulated? Woo! Like, where, where are those? Uh, where are those? Well, uh, they certainly don't believe in that. It, listen, y'all not fooling us. You're not. You never have. The you libertarian have. idea that there should not be regulation, that the government should not get to say anything because, you know, people are good natured and they won't they won't build an apartment building not to code like they they care how do you know what code is <laughs> you know you know how they show they care it's mixed use <laughs> well, that's how they show you can get federal dollars <laughs> man, man it's just so I, I, I part of me is curious as to what's next for you what's in the next thrilling chapter i think that's exactly where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> right you know what is next like, well, what it be? Hmm. they're hmm. certainly not done i'll tell you that yeah, the, too sure. much money uh has gone to them uh too much money will continue to go to them because yes wealthy real estate uh developers want more out they want more out of this city <laughs> more like there's more to give <laughs> listen <laughs> There's more to give. There's more pricing there's people out. Yeah, there's definitely more uh, money to be made, you know? So let me just make my money it's and get these people off the sidewalk because my word. This is what's so interesting, though, right? <laughs> uh, Are you guys making money? Because we're watching these units be empty. We're watching these developments just be empty. Are you, are you making money? Are you? Is it working out for you? Huh? Yes. Uh, right. Yes. And so it goes. It's eight forty-seven, and you know what that means. What does it mean? We have Alex Zelensky uh, here to tell us about City Council's latest vote, which uh, could roll back some tenant protections. Mm-hmm. This is news editor for the Portland Mercury, Alex Zelensky. <laughs> Zelensky. Good morning, Alex. Morning, I was trying Alex. to say all of it at the same time. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> How Good are morning. you? <laughs> Uh, I'm doing all right, considering um, the end of our bodily autonomy uh-huh. at the federal uh-huh. level. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah How are that. y'all? Uh, exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. It's feeling very, um, you know, Gilead-ish around here. Yeah. And, um, and I'm over it. It's giving dystopia. It's, it's giving, giving dystopia. dystopia. <laughs> Yes, indeed, Alex. Indeed. <laughs> and and also, so is this city council vote. I think. Uh, 
Can you can you give us the good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll break it down a little bit. So this latest city council decision on renters' rights uh, was kind of the result of a lawsuit from a group of landlords. Back in 2019, a ordinance was passed after like a very, uh, you know, a few years of back and forth with landlords already kind of negotiating the language around this ordinance. And it was called the Fair Access and Renting Ordinance or Policy, and the acronym is, is FAIR. And it basically is kind of a package that had a lot of different protections for for renters kind of bundled up together. But a lot of it was focused on um, basically equal access to housing, getting rid of a lot of the kind of discrimination that's still, even though it's, you know, racial discrimination within housing selection is still, you know, illegal at the state level, there are still ways around it that they had been finding, the city had been finding still going on in, in Portland, which included, you know, just, just re- basically landlord selection of deciding who you know, seeing a pile of applications and looking at the folks' criminal backgrounds and looking at their credit scores and looking at their names and, and, and you know, deciding who they wanted to, to rent to based on that. Mm-hmm. And so this ordinance kind of tried to streamline the rental process by doing away with a lot of the choice for landlords within, you know, who they choose to rent to, basically making it kind of a first come first serve thing, you know, the um uh landlords had to kind of make sure that they were offering a rental unit unit up kind of at an equitable um pace and so everyone could see it for, you know, seventy two hours before they could start applying and kind of all these little these little checks and balances to make sure that there was kind of forced equitable measures baked in and and one of them had to do with the security deposit uh kind of policies that are you know within each landlord's kind of application process as you know kind of the first month's rent is often you know double the first time you pay or you move into a place and and um one you know the 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 second payment, you know, equals a security deposit that you hypothetically are expected to get back at the end of, of your tenancy when you move out. Mm-hmm. But that security deposit can be withheld by a landlord for kind of an arbitrary uh, <laughs> number of reasons at the end. You know, um, maybe that's because you didn't clean out the fridge well enough or you didn't, you know, maybe you like broke an appliance while you lived there. And mm-hmm. so they try to, you know, they take that out of your, uh, your security deposit or they withhold the whole thing, um, which is kind of part of the agreement. But, you know, the city had been seeing and, and tenants had been seeing landlords really using that pretty broadly and, and withholding, you know, the security deposit from a bunch of tenants who arguably like didn't, just had kind of normal wear and tear of, mm-hmm. of living in their house before they left. And a lot of times requiring tenants to pay, um, you know, pulling a, a chunk out of their security deposit um, that is kind of, you know, an outsized amount of, you know, paying for. Basically, you know, if a tenant, maybe a, the handle of a, of a fridge door kind of, snaps while they were there um and it's a fridge door that was there or a fridge that 30 years old and 
So in some situations, you know, a landlord would take out the amount at the cost of a brand new fridge yes. in the security deposit when, you know, in effect, landlords are, are required to kind of have appliances that work and maybe aren't, you know, maybe that fridge was, the, the handle was already about to break regardless because it was like so old. Right. And why, you know, why would you be charging a tenant with the, the, the price of a brand new appliance to, uh, to replace that? So this, this was kind of a piece of that ordinance was making sure that that landlords, when they moved in, were kind of offering tenants a list of all of the different appliances and fixtures in the apartment, uh, how much they cost at the time of moving in, you know, kind of um, based on how long they had been installed and, you know, just kind of a, a, a guess of, of how long um, or how much that uh, appliance would cost if it was broken based on, like, the depreciation cost of that um, that item. and And then there also were you know, requirements as to how much uh, security deposit could be, you know, a limitation as to it couldn't be this exorbitant amount that isn't, you know, more than maybe a month's rent. And it was kind of this piece of the ordinance that was challenged in court immediately after this was passed by landlords who just basically said that, hey, these, this is kind of, uh, you know, onerous work. We, we don't have time to, <laughs> to write down all of this data before we... Um, right to someone, we don't have time to kind of do a, a check on all the appliances and, and mark how much they would cost and kind of make sure that there's this, you know, this fairness when it comes to a tenant moving out and having to, to take money out of the security deposit. That shouldn't be on us. And also, you know, that goes against in some ways, you know, in their understanding of state law that, um, isn't required in state law when it comes to rules around landlords and tenants. And so for the past couple of years, the city and landlords have been in court kind of arguing over this. Last week, this came to a head uh, as a settlement agreement in city council, which, you know, instead of kind of a classic settlement agreement, there's no money attached to it, which is kind of a win for the city. They don't have to pay landlords anything, but they did agree to tweak some of the phrasing of this ordinance to get rid of the idea that landlords had to itemize kind of everything at the beginning of a rental um, stay and still allow them to take out a chunk of money at the end, um, kind of based on, you know, whatever they, they thought uh, was appropriate for taking out the cost of appliances, kind of not, you know, there, there's phrasing that it needs to be reasonable, but there isn't really a definition of what that is, which is why the ordinance was created to kind of create these standards of, okay, this is how much an item would be after so many years of, uh, of wear and tear. This is, you know, unreasonable amount of, of a charge for a broken fridge. Um, but after, after going to court, they had to kind of take that out. They also had to take out the penalties for landlords or adjust the penalties for landlords who don't follow this, this ordinance and don't follow you know, still overcharge uh, tenants for the secure or withhold security deposits at the end. Um, it used to be up to twice a month's rent that a tenant could sue their landlord for for not following these rules, and now it's just uh, two hundred and fifty bucks each. Um, you know, wild. potential. That's just yeah, wild. yeah. Which at the end of the day, like a lot of tenants. Kind of rights advocates I spoke to were like, this is not going to 
keep landlords from doing anything. Like they, they, especially these big, big firms that have a ton of money, right? That can easily drop two fifty. And at the same time, it's already very rare for a tenant to feel comfortable or have the resources or time to sue their landlord like right. that. And, and I think, so I think the interesting thing about this ordinance coming to council is that while it was passed, while these restrictions were rolled back a little bit, it also was kind of a, uh, a moment for a check-in with tenants to see how this policy is working. And a lot of, you know, tenants rights advocates are already saying like, this is, you know, the city needs to be responsible for, for checking in and kind of, upholding these rules, not relying on tenants to, to take their landlords to court because so few lawsuits had actually been filed based on, um, based on this ordinance. So it's, you know, it's already kind of this preposterous idea that, that already leaving landlords free protected and knowing that, you know, tenants wouldn't be spending money and time <laughs> suing them. Um, yeah. So I, I think it actually like, while it had, it, it is, it's an idea that's a little frustrating for uh, tenants to see the city not really fighting against this um, or take, being able to take it to court. Uh, it, it's kind of an opportunity to shed light on maybe what's still not working with a policy that, that a lot of work went into around, you know, does this still equitably help tenants who, who um, are the ones kind of charged with, you know, self-policing this policy. Mm. And and it seems like it's not necessarily working in their favor right now. There needs to be kind of more safeguards in place and, you know, empowerment of the city to come in and interfere if something like this is happening. Ah. You know, <laughs> one of the things that just really gets me is um, people talk about passive income and owning a rental property or you know, several rental properties. It's just passive income. And that's really what we all want, right? And right. the idea that they are willing to fight in court uh, to sue the city and say out loud, that's too much work. <laughs> right. That's the reasoning. That's yeah. just, actually, itemizing everything in this home is just too much work and we would not be able to afford to do that. Then, then maybe you have, maybe there's too many units. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and I, I just can't get over. I cannot get over saying out loud. That's just I'm not going to be able to do that work. And then giving them that stipulation of like the rolling back how much you can sue for, and yeah. the cap being two fifty. They will throw two fifty at fees all day, but they will not give a tenant their money back. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's. A, a big kind of red flag for a lot of tenants, just seeing what what lengths landlords might go to to just withhold their their money, and the idea that a security deposit is just expected money that a landlord can hold on to, you know, that's not that's not the way I think about security deposits. That's not the way yeah. um, you know you're supposed to think about deposits. That's money you're getting back at the end, essentially, and if it's already in the mind of a landlord as, oh, that's our money. We're going to find a way to withhold it. You know, it seems, yeah, it, it seems like it's not the necessarily the deposit idea that it was meant to be from the start. No, definitely not as advertised. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much, Alex. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Fleshing this one out for us because I've been nothing but enraged since <laughs> yesterday afternoon. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Have, a Have a great one. You too. So I just want to say that idea of passive income just before we jump out, like yeah. this is that's this is one of the problems with that idea. They are telling you this is how you like uh, create generational wealth. And, you know, like you want us to respect that you own things. Two of the people that uh, spearheaded, you know, suing this city own multiple, multiple uh, properties. Yeah do not yeah. live here <laughs> right and own so many yeah that maybe that is some tedious work for you but maybe again 48 properties isn't for you then yeah it, you, not like, units properties you don't get to make so much money by exploiting people and their circumstances and then be like this job is actually not supposed to be a job <laughs> I make this so much money. This is supposed to just give me money. And it's not enough for me to do this. I could never pay someone to actually itemize these <laughs> things. And also, these are the same people that again, they don't live here, so they yeah. they they have a property. They yeah. have a property management firm that does right. these things for them. Right. They just don't want to pay for that service. I mean, I'm sorry. Let's be clear. They don't want to have to underpay for that service. Because it's not even like this is going to be some huge undertaking. You're not going to properly pay whoever you tell in your facilities department at your property management uh, firm to do that. Totally true. You're just going to add something else to their list of things to do. Yep. And say, uh, yeah, w listen, 40 hours this week, you're not getting overtime. Add this to your task list. Also, the idea of an itemized lease, basically. Mm. Uh, the first lease I ever signed was exactly that. And it was a independent, uh, you know, just a guy that right. was able to purchase this uh, house that was converted into a fourplex. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to do passive income. Like, right. you know, in my retirement, I want to be able to do certain things. Um, My man was not exploiting us. He right. was not, he, it, you know, it wasn't. Shout out to him. Yeah. Shout out to Patrick. Uh, his, it was not. I'm going to double your rent. I'm going to triple the rent. You know, this was right. fair, a fair price in the neighborhood that I wanted to live in. Anyway, let me wrap this up. <laughs> My point is um, there are landlords that do that. Right. And yeah. then there are people that absolutely are exploiting the housing market. They are exploiting poor people. And then the fact that they would say, I actually that's too much work. I don't want to have to itemize this so that I don't get as much later. Right. That's what they're saying. Right. So just keep it in mind. Yeah. You're listening to X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM streaming online everywhere at X-Ray.FM. That was just my fiance brought to you by Hopworks. Mmm, brewery. <laughs> Today's show was made possible thanks to Morgan Jones and DJ Ambush. We miss you, Nebraska. News editor Brian Miller and podcast editor Kyle G. I like, is that like Kenny G? Can we just do Kyle G from here on out? Well, I was going to ask Kyle if we could do that. Okay. Because I like it. <laughs> I almost changed Brian Miller to Brian M. Today. Brian M. and Kyle G. Yeah. <laughs> and our guest, Alex Zelinsky. Remember, poverty is a policy choice. All I right? think this, this really uh, illustrates that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this. Bye.